When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here housing on PHNX. My name is Derek Montilla. Of course, I am your mayor of PHNX. And this is not Jesse Friedman next to me, as you can see. Uh, we've upgraded the coolness around here. I am proud to be joined by our friend from the DNVR Rockies podcast, the one and only Patrick Lyons. Patrick, thank you for classing this joint up with some wrestling wrestling knowledge, which we will get to later. At least one, the most important wrestling knowledge to have. I appreciate you having me, Derek. Thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, Props. we Props look, Lord. we uh, we we deal with a lot of the same frustrations, which we'll get to. Um, but I, I definitely have some questions about your feelings on this Arizona Diamondbacks team. Uh, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Uh, Jesse abandoned us for the rest of the week, which he is known to do. Uh, so, of course, I had to call in some reinforcements. But uh, I know you have been out at we're, we're roommates out at Salt River Fields. Essentially, True. we share the same field. So uh, first, what are your thoughts on this terrible weather that we've been? experiencing while you've been here oh my god not 50s yeah right this is atrocious yeah it's the worst isn't it well right now back in colorado they're getting like a snowstorm i heard tuesday it was roads are closed down things like that uh snow so i think there was like a 60 degree shift in temperature so it's rough so yeah i'm Uh, i'm fine with this This i'm sure you are I'm this sure you're I'm not complaining like Jacob deGrom and the Rangers. Uh, I will complain. I complain all I want is what was what happens around here. But uh, of course, uh, first, uh, have you had any updates uh, for me and out at, at the Rockies camp? Have you seen anything on, on your guys side that has been interesting? Any any big stories or anything developing? You clearly don't follow the Colorado Rockies. I if you're clearly asking me don't. That question. Yeah, no, no, they no. nothing. No, there's <laughs> never anything either way uh, other than when the owner speaks is where it's always interesting. Yeah. No, a couple little injuries here and there. Nothing major. Thankfully, Herman Marquez was the big hamstring strain. He'll probably be ready by opening day. So yeah. so two guys having uh, injuries that have pulled them out of the uh, World Baseball Classic. But other than that, things are okay. Chris Bryant is fine. He's healthy. Maybe he'll be the aircraft carrier the Rockies think they that he can be. Sure. And if, you know, all goes well and everyone has a career year, they're 500. Oh, wow. That's that's wow. the world I'm in. Wow. Well, we were talking <laughs> about if the Diamondbacks were waving the white flag yesterday due to the fact that on their schedule during the postseason, the very first, like, week of October, they have, like, Guns N' Roses scheduled at no. Chase Field and Pink. And it's like, is what? I mean, I guess you could schedule around it. Maybe the MLB did give them some dates that were going to be kind of free regardless of – uh, what how the postseason structured, but I don't like it. I don't like that one. They're gonna get but. a first round bye. So yeah, that's yeah. A, there you go. I like it. B, I like your. I like your thinking. That's the that's almost the narrative of <laughs> major league. 
where, oh, they don't think we can make the yeah, postseason. Yeah. We are going to rally yeah, around yeah, that that's good. and ruin the party for right. the GNR fans. They're going to have a cardboard cutout of Axl Rose that they'll remove one piece of small clothing off of every single win until they get to, what, 90 wins? Is that think, think that's what it's going to take? It, it, it might be. Yeah. There, there's actually a story. WWE does, hasn't had, like, had any pay-per-views in Denver in a while. I don't know if they've had too many shows in Denver for a while. And that was because the Nuggets had a, a playoff game and just kicked them out of oh, okay. what, what was yeah, Pepsi yeah. Arena. Yeah, yeah. What, so what, what would have been WWE, that night? Boom. All because of the postseason. Is that so the first see. time in this show's history that somebody has brought up WWE before me? I think <laughs> yes. so. I think so. That was That's a goal. First. That's I awesome. Did it. I did it, guys. All right. So I guess I want to know how jealous you are uh, of the Arizona Diamondbacks as our NL West rival looking over and seeing how many of the top prospects they had kind of ranked in the top, not just in the top 100, but how many of them primarily were focused in like the top 30 on a lot of lists? The the Diamondbacks right now are very much a darling uh, for all around MLB. I haven't seen too many projections yet, uh, or rather predictions of you know people picking them in the postseason, but there will be folks that, that will predict and they make the postseason. And yep. if they're wrong, they're going to be right next year. So they were a year early. They're still going to feel really good about that. As far as the prospects go, I mean, it's it's all legitimate. Like it's it's these these guys that are coming up um, have done it, and they've they've done it at a, a higher level, at Double A AA and Triple A. Uh, whereas the Rockies, they're they're uh, maybe a year or two behind. Mm -hmm. It might be more like two rather yeah. than a year, because yeah. um, all their guys are in Low A or High A, and yeah. so Diamondbacks are are ahead of the trend on that way. I think that's what good. I think that's what surprised me was to see some of the guys that were at like. Even for you know Drew Jones, who I don't think had played has played a single right. game of professional baseball yet, you know, <laughs> being ranked so high and such. I mean, it, it's great, but it's still a prospect ranking, right? So at the end of the day, it's still not that it still hasn't translated over to the major league level. However, seeing you know Corbin Carroll out there at Salt River Fields, kind of doing some of the stuff that he's been doing, like. I, I it it gets it gets you excited as a Diamondbacks fan. It gets you excited to see these guys this close, and also to kind of have like not just one prospect that you can be excited about, but like you you know you're going to see Corbin Carroll kind of shine at a major league level this year, and then you can look forward to jo Jordan Lawler, Drew Jones. I mean, there's a succession of guys that are still uh, on their way, so that that makes it a lot of fun. What is the Rockies' path uh, to to success? The Diamondbacks owner Ken Kendrick talked the other day about that they have to do it this way. Like basically they don't have the revenue to compete with teams like the Padres and the Dodgers right now when it comes to their spending and everything they're doing. So yeah. do, do, do the Rockies have that kind of money and that revenue considering how full that ballpark is on a nightly basis? They do have a lot more revenue than, than the Diamondbacks. Um, that's for sure. You know, they're, they, the owner spends money. The owner is not cheap. You know, sure. they're usually in, in the mid teens, maybe high teens in a, in a down year. So, they do spend money. It's spending it wisely. How you spend it, right? Which, which is the biggest issue. Yeah. They've they've yet to really figure out how free agency works entirely. To their you know to their credit or, or rather to you know the disadvantage that they're dealing with. Free agents don't want to come here. So already right there, the cream of the crop is not going to want to play in Colorado. Pitchers will just never want to come here that mm. have any value. And if you're a hitter, now you got to possibly overcome. If you're really looking at your legacy and you're really looking at maybe becoming a Hall of Fame type player. Now, of course, Fields is going to be held against you, as it's been for Larry Walker, and we've even still seen now in this most recent Hall of Fame cycle with Todd Helton. So, like an asterisk almost next to your absolutely. name because you played at Coors Field. That's kind of absurd, but I get also where that comes from. Like that's yeah, that's a rough, uh, 
that, that, that's that's a lot to think about when determining where you sure. want to play baseball for sure. Yeah, even if you got park adjusted statistics that say, okay, let's forget about the fact that you know maybe Coors Field was a little bit homer prone in the early two thousands, sure. late nineties. Uh, let's forget about all the you know base hits that get dunked in uh, to increase your batting average. You factor all those out and you say, okay, here's how good this player was on an even basis. And it's it still doesn't matter yeah. to to some people, so they yeah. they've got their biases. So the Rockies are kind of doing it similar to the Diamondbacks with homegrown guys. They've got to develop. They've got it. They've got to make more trades. That's another big element to it. Sure. Too. Sure. Um, last week on the DMVR Rockies podcast, we were talking a little bit about the fact, you know, the Padres. They, they had all these great prospects, and where where are they helping out the team? They're helping the team out in in the form of Joe Musgrove. They're helping the team out in the form of you Darvish, Blake Snell. Yeah. Guys that big leaguers that were traded for. So yeah. uh, as deep as the the uh, Diamondbacks system is, if they don't come to fruition, if the Diamondbacks think, you know what, we don't want to invest in these guys, trade them and yeah. then get what you do yeah. need. Yeah. There's That's a, a lot point. of value yeah. in that. And the Diamondbacks, I think, do a much better job of you know evaluating their players and their prospects to improve the big league product than the Rockies do. Yeah. That's that's a that's a major issue for the Rockies right now. Uh, Jesse is lurking in the comments. Apparently, <laughs> he said upgraded the coolness. I'm deeply offended. Um, that I'm not taking it back. I refuse to take it back. Chris, yes, Jesse is a lurker. Uh, and Michael says was there for workouts today. Gabby Moreno has a heck of an arm. He absolutely does, uh, and he's got a pretty damn good bat too. So it's going to be interesting with the Diamondbacks having so much young talent. Uh, how it factors in to some of their seasoned veteran guys mm -hmm. playing time, right? I mean, you know, we have Carson Kelly who has split time at catcher. He's had some injury problems and such, but uh, the Diamondbacks seem very firm that he is going to be their starting catcher. And uh, they seem very, very firm, more firm, that Madison Bumgarner is going to stick in the rotation. Um, and it just seems like it's blocking some of the more talented young players. I think that's the the mindset here. Really what it comes down to for you, I mean, obviously I know what the answer most likely is going to be, but, you know, like, are teams making the right decision even when they have made an investment in someone like Chris Bryant or like a Madison Bumgarner, right, to play them if, they're ha if they have better talent on their roster that plays that same position? In the Rockies' case, no, that doesn't make sense because you, you don't know what you have in some of these uh, minor league guys or yeah. even just the younger players that, uh, that sniffed the major leagues last year. They they deserve an opportunity to see what you get. I mean, there's a reason why they're not top prospects, right? They're, you know, you're, you're a prospect until you're a suspect. And sure. so a lot <laughs> sure. of prospects are suspects. So, you know, you might want to give them that playing time. You understand it. But I think for the Diamondbacks, you know, the Rockies dealt with this a little bit in 2018. Uh, they'd made a postseason in 2017. They did make it in, in 2018. There was a conversation about, hey, let's see Raimel Tapia and let's see David Dahl every single day. Maybe not Cargo so much, maybe not Gerardo Parra. But the thing about it is if you get rid of the veteran guys, where does your depth come from now? Now, it, now yeah. it's coming from double A. Whereas if you keep some of those veteran guys around, even if you know that that's blocking temporarily, that's okay. When, when those veteran guys fail, then the young guys can come up or they, they can supplement or yeah. just kind of, you know, drip feed a little bit yeah. uh, and, and slowly work their way into it rather than heaping all of that pressure on them to perform right away. So it is a little bit frustrating, yeah. but it's a system that, you know, if you do the opposite, there's no, there's no going back to it. You're just kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So and you, it put a lot of you, you put a lot of pressure on the young guy. You've kind of pissed off the older guy, the veteran that right. feels like he deserves that time. I just, we talked about this before, but I, 
hate incumbency. I hate the idea of anybody, unless you are an all-star, unless you're a gold glove, right. you know, outfielder. I don't like the idea of competition not being there for everybody equally. I know what Madison Bumgarner has done in his past. I know what some of these guys have done, right? right. They're legends uh, in baseball to a degree, but I don't feel like that's still the best reason uh, to not have an open competition and have your best guys involved in the game. Like you said, though, that could be what the Diamondbacks see as the season goes on, because I don't think it's a guarantee, you know, obviously if he doesn't perform well, when you have guys like Dre Jamison, Ryan Nelson waiting in the wings, Brandon Fott, that probably still won't be part of the major league roster when the season starts, uh, just right there. It's hard to deny how you have this young talent knocking on the door uh, and a very talented team. It feels like to be kind of potentially drugged down by, by, you know, not having the greatest starting pitching, yeah. right? Um, but I will say this. I feel like the realignment uh, and the new schedule, possible realignment, we'll say, but the new yeah. schedule specifically benefits both of our teams. And uh, not only that, but it gets a good chance to see some of these guys that we haven't had a chance to see in, in, all, in our ballparks, right? Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, basically, you know, if you want to go on a road trip and see your team play in another market, you know you're going to be able to do it every two years. Like, yeah, that's really right. yeah, that yeah. kind of balance. I know for like the Rockies, you know, and you guys have talked about a little bit, the attendance, right? Like just people come out in droves and. Yeah, we're so jealous of that. Like we really are because, <laughs> but wild. I get it. It's, mm -hmm. um, you know, we, again, earlier this week, we were talking with Derek Hall and we had information mm -hmm. about the Diamondbacks wanting to either upgrade Chase Field or move to a new home. Yeah. And it's hard to deny, at least in my opinion, when you're like watching and body language and excitement and the, the voice, how the voice goes up and down, the enthusiasm level. Sure. You couldn't deny that they, that Derek Hall sounded a bit more excited about building a new stadium rather than trying to fix Chase Field. However, Chase Field is just, it's its literally in the heart of Phoenix. It couldn't be more in, in, in the heart of downtown Phoenix in the heart of the city. It just... You know, it's because of the convention center and other things, other limitations, it's never going to really have a chance to grow into any kind of entertainment district like what you guys have, you know, around yeah. around Coors Field. Yeah, a lot of fans, I don't know what it's like at, uh, at, at Chase Field, but when the Dodgers and Giants are playing the Rockies mm -hmm. in Denver really great attendance because oh, those, yeah. those fans travel really well yeah, absolutely you know they, absolutely. they were the big teams you know just before 93 when the Rockies even came about right um and so in a way you know for for the Diamondbacks that's one less Dodger series that those Dodger fans are going to be coming in that's as a, good if you're a season ticket holder it's a good point but that's going to now dip attendance yeah, but yeah. now you might have the Yankees coming out yeah, which yeah. the Rockies do or right the Angels are playing which the Rockies have that as well so you know, there. I think there's checks and balances. I think it'll come out in the wash, and in, in in general, yeah. As far as you know, what what attendance might look like, but it's the same thing. You know, one less series against the Dodgers and Padres now in the NOS for both of our clubs. But now again, you are playing some of the best teams over in the American League. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. You might know about this from last season, but I'm gonna give you a concept, and I'm gonna see what your thoughts are as far as being a fan of a team. Okay. A versus hot dog that you can buy for every series that features toppings in in honor of the opposing team. Do you think that that's a a bad idea, or like as far as catering too much to opposing fans, or or do you like that idea? I like that idea because yeah. I also don't know that it is catering to other fans. It's just it's a concept. It really is. I mean, it's a concept. Anybody could eat a hot dog, right? Like, right. It's yeah. Just, it's like it I just makes it fun. It, if you're a season ticket holder, yeah. 
you know that when you go, other than when you're playing Bingo. an NOS team, Bingo. there's always going to be at least one new thing. Right, exactly. That's, that's, that's actually what a season ticket holder yeah. told me. And I was like, that's such a positive attitude and way to think about it, right? Instead of kind of having that, you know, commitment to your team so strong that you don't even want to see a hot dog at a concession stand that is in honor of the opposing team. Until the Diamondbacks buy a billboard in Times Square advertising to Yankees and Mets fans to come to Phoenix to get the <laughs> New York style hot dog. It's for the season ticket holders, not for the opposing fans. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about in the chat Tapia not being on the Rockies anymore uh, as a D-backs fan, as most D-backs fans are pretty happy that that uh, is no longer something. Uh, yeah, he signed a minor league deal with the Red Sox now. What is happening with that kind it's of weird. stuff? Like, especially, did you see, there was quite a few free agents that didn't yeah. get signed by teams that end up signing minor league deals. Jose like, Iglesias isn't even with anyone right now. But for a guy like him, we were talking about this um, over at Rockies camp. Had a really solid year last year yeah. as a shortstop. Because there are no places left to go, Elvis Andrews was probably the the, the last guy raising right? play second base for the White Sox. Um, after his deal a couple of days ago, that was kind of the last spot. Now, if you're Jose Iglesias or his agent, Sit back, just wait. Somebody gets hurt. Yeah. Now you get that big league deal. Yeah. Whereas if it's a minor league deal, it makes it that much know. harder to get your path to the majors with that organization, right. particularly. Yeah, I could see that. At least with the injury kind of situation, you will you'll know you'll get that playing time yeah. and at least have a chance to to prove yourself because that's big. The Diamondbacks made some trades last year. They had some guys step up, and I mean, there was a lack of consistency. But man, there was this thing. Cons the one consistent thing about the guys that uh that showed up on this team was that they'd be on fire when they first got here whether it was a minor leaguer whether it was like a trade when we got emmanuel rivera there was just this thing where guys would perform well when they got here and i, I don't know I, I feel like a little bit of that is the coaching staff getting them fired up and pumped up and, and ready but uh definitely with the minor leaguers it felt like you know, whatever, whatever you know, information, whatever you know, knowledge they passed on to them seemed to uh, make them kind of calmly be able to make that transition nicely to a major league level. Yeah, that's a that's a huge piece is developing at the big league level. It doesn't happen that that often. It's very difficult to do. Um, but there are some coaches that you know kind of have that ability. Brent Strom is is one of those kind of guys. Um, and you got all these young pitchers coming. You know, you're right there for him to work with. So that's. Uh, that's a perfect match made in heaven. So, um, yeah, the Diamondbacks and Diamondbacks fans, man, you guys should be really excited because there's big things happening and, and they're going to be challenging the NL West. And this is a good way to to really kind of test your mettle and, and see what you've got and start building those storylines because uh, the windows the windows pretty much opening this year, I think, in, in a real major way. You know, going back to what you were saying about Madison Bumgarner, one of the positives about potentially keeping him in a rotation is – you keep him out there to possibly shop him and say, well, you know what? We're we're maybe a couple games over 500 at the All-Star break uh, or at the trade deadline. But ultimately, we'd love to get this contract off our hands. Now you can go and trade him and then further improve the future of the club. So, yeah, Bumgarner being in the rotation now, you know, seems like it may or may not help you right now. But I think keeping him in the rotation now in, in a lot of ways helps you for the future so that you can trade a guy away and so that you can protect some of these young guys so that, you know, if, if they are left up in the big leagues and, uh, and they've got a, you know, five, 5.5 5 ERA, whatever it may be, you might have to send them back down to, to AAA and that's going to hurt their confidence. Yeah. And so yeah. I think it, I think it protects them, sets them up for success a little bit more. Maybe one of them, you know, goes into the bullpen as like a long reliever potentially. Sure. And so it's, it's frustrating. Um, but you know, 
it's a good problem to have in a way. A I mean, I know, I know, uh, like, again, I know Mass Bumgarner, um, you know, obviously makes a, a considerable amount of money more than everybody else on, on the team and things like that. But, uh, you know, the one thing that Mike Hazen seems so positive about when it came to him was that, that, you know, what, what he's done in his career is not something that you can easily bring to a team and mad bum. I mean, I don't, I don't know personally how he is with the guys, you know, behind the scenes, right? Uh, like a lot of guys were much different. Zach Granke was much different when we weren't there than when we were, right? So it's well, like he, he's different. I hadn't heard that he's yeah, an odd cat. That he's a, news yeah. to me. This is why yeah. I, this is why I follow you on Twitter. You yeah, know, no, you get those no, he was a little weird. He was a little weird guy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes these guys are just incredibly different behind the scenes. So you never know how much you know of a mentor they're actually being, just because at times they don't seem to be to fit that you know fit that mold right um and mad bum definitely is in that portion of his career where you know hopefully he is sharing his knowledge with guys more because there's a there's a lot of value in that even if it doesn't you know uh is it isn't value on the field you know what i mean but yeah anyway i know I, I think that that that's a super important point Bumgarner is not that old um yeah he's really not he's, he, he he's, acts way older than yeah, he actually is that's true um and you don't want to know how old dusty saunders uh acts but that's besides <laughs> the point um you know he's 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 like a coach out there on the field like you said imparting that wisdom on guys and dude's got two world series rings yeah like that's something that if you're getting late into the season those young guys even if Bumgarner has a you know five era and there's somebody chomping at his heels and you go ah, this guy should be in the rotation instead of Bumgarner. Bumgarner's got that knowledge. Hey, you know what? In in uh, 2014, you know this was going on. Yeah. Here's what happened and in the World Series against the Royals. Oh yeah, the, one yeah. of those dominant performances. Yeah. That guy can tell these stories that the other players can benefit from. Again, not just in 2023, but going forward. So it's that like chemistry. It's the it's yeah. the intangibles that you go. Is this guy is 20 plus million dollars? You know, worth, worth the intangibles? No, probably not. But you get no intangibles when you're just picking some guy up from yeah. AAA to fill That's a spot very true. necessarily. Very true, very true. And this team is so young that that is one thing that they absolutely need Stop. is that experience that they can be shared, that can be shared with them. So, um, well, if you guys are here right now in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, uh, make sure to subscribe. Thank you so much for being here and happy Wednesday. I have AEW right after this and, you know, uh, I'm very excited to go watch some wrestling. Got the Danhausen shirt on. Uh, I know he is way more excited than Jesse would be, but uh, very excited, again, very evil. Yeah, very excited, very evil. If you want to, uh, make sure to sign up for a Diehards membership. Of course, you can get Jesse's wonderful newsletter. He, that's not going anywhere, even though he's not here. I read uh, it. Full count. Everybody reads it. Every, you got to read it. You got to read it. It's good stuff. Also, all the wonderful writing from Howard, uh, Gerald, aka Girth, uh, and the one and only Craig Morgan. You also get access to a free piece of merchandise from our phnxlocker.com every year, you remember, as well as 20% off all future purchases. There's members-only merch. There's members-only discounts. There is members-only access to our Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So make sure to sign up today at gophnx.com. Also, sign up at Underdog Fantasy because Underdog Fantasy does daily fantasy different. Of course, nobody wants to play a full fantasy season anymore, especially when it comes to baseball. Oof. So instead, what you can do is grab some of your friends, up to five of them, mm. and you can uh, go ahead and draft a squad for the night. Whoever uh, gets the most fantasy points wins some cold, hard cash. It's That's that fun. easy. You also have a pick'ems game. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I won $1,000 uh, picking uh, higher or lower on pitch counts for baseball pitchers Ooh. during the baseball season, which is something they offer over on Underdog Fantasy. I, I Football is probably the only sport where people don't like tap out by 
by the end of the season. Oh, and then God, when they yes. do, it's God, like yes. most of the season yeah. is done in baseball. It's like it's, you're, I mean, you can't even get through May for even, some people. Yeah, even if you're even if you're playing it, it just gets to a point where you're like, I, I don't care anymore, and I can tell the person <laughs> that I'm playing doesn't care anymore. We both have like three guys that aren't even playing tonight in our lineup. You know, it is what it is. But this makes it easier. So go That's to great. Underdog Fantasy. Uh, it's easy to get started. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. Uh, we had a little bit of a rules change discussion I wanted to go over with you, but before that, we have a little bit of breaking news uh, because as you guys are talking about right now in the chat, the Arizona Diamondbacks announced uh, their lineup for uniforms this season, and let's take a look at these bad boys. Looks like uh, looks like our little tidbit of information was right. The only white jersey is the one with teal this year. Uh, the white and sand jersey has gone away, but there is your lineup, including the Serpientis jersey, where I believe they're going. Didn't they have the white pants, I think, last year, if I'm not mistaken? Last year they had the yellow pants, but the first year they had the white they pants. Had the white they pants. did bring the yellow pants last year. Also, know. the altered Avnet logo on the sleeves. It's oh, not a full Oh, is block. that right? Wow. Wow. We did it, you guys. We bullied them into getting rid of that big patch. I still see it on the on the uh, uh, spring training jerseys. I, it was interesting because today I noticed kind of being close up to the guys that the patch was made of a different material. Like, it's kind of a weird you know i'm sure they were trying to make it lightweight and not like as big as the normal patch but mm -hmm. yeah it looks like the new patch still has the black background but it just it, it outlines just the advent logo without being a big square but there it is you guys the 2023 uniform lineup what are your thoughts uh, as an outsider on the d-backs uh, jersey choices here well i'm excited about this performance patch uh, that you're talking oh about yes here. oh this yeah performance material is it water wicking, perhaps? It might be water wicking. It looked like it was water wicking. I wow, don't know. Wow, this new water wicking yeah. patch. That's oh, it's, fantastic. It's, 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 some, it's some space age material, let me tell you. There are, um, are going to be Rockies fans who are going to be upset by this because you guys get five jerseys. Yeah. Rockies are limited to four for some reason. Do you guys have the, do you guys still have the uh, license plate City Connect? We've got the license plates. Okay. Yes, which are great. They are great. They're widely regarded as one of the best. I love them, that's actually. Out there. Yeah. It's really good. They looked good when you first see them, and then they look good on the field. Um, no, the the black vest is just R.I.P. So Aww. Rockies have have just what is up. with the vest? Like the vest, I love the vests. I love vest jerseys. Did you know that in the early two thousands they had a white pinstripe vest? Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember yes. that. Yes, I remember Sleeveless. that. I, I remember that. I remember yeah. that. That was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, are you a purist when it comes to baseball? Are you? What are your feelings I'm on school. these Here's rules the changes? I'm old school, but I understand you've got to you've got to adapt. Yeah, you've got to change the game. What's made the game take so long? Why over the last forty years? Yeah, clip, clip, <laughs> clip, clip, snap, snap, clip, clip. Rub it, it's all it's fucking dirt. batting gloves. Fault. Batting gloves. What the hell? What are you doing out there? You're yeah, protecting no. our hands? No, no. No, man, but for real, it does feel like uh, it feels like they have, in fact, like somehow, I mean, I don't know. The other day I was saying, like, we didn't have analytics. Like, now there's so much information that's trying to be passed along during the course of the game in real time that's coming down from analysts to coaches sure. to players, right? So it's like they try to do everything they can to extend it out and get as much time so that they could pass that information along yeah. to each other, but... Man, it's kind of really what's kind of it's it's been the focus of these rules. It feels like aside from the bases being bigger, you know, even even the shift kind of feels like it's something that they're trying to do to speed the game up. I know that's to right. I know that's for offense and such and you know, but I feel like even that is to try to keep them from constantly moving guys around, which, which then takes, takes takes even more time. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in favor of all the rules. Honestly, they I think they're all great. I think there's a perfect 
counterbalance in in a lot of ways where well if you did this then they get an advantage but you actually can't do that sure like so oh, you got a pitch clock and so you only have so many seconds to throw a pitch but what if you keep stepping off well you can't because that's some disengagement yeah that would be considered a balk and so then the guy moves up a base yeah uh, all these different things yeah. there's there's so many wonderful or like levels. or like the batter having to be in the box by eight seconds that's and right. be ready for the pitch right and like that the, there there's all of this like it feels like there's always going to be advantages for somebody but then like you said it does counterbalance the the most telling thing that i saw was when they pulled the numbers from triple a and we talked about this wow. before but how close everything really was right we're talking about shaving 25 minutes off of it average game time yep. while at the same time not impacting the game in any way shape or form pretty much like uh, ERA was slightly different. The 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 batting averages were slightly different. Yeah. A little bit more walks, a little bit more stolen bases, but literally point percentage, you know, point one percentage higher than than what it was without these rules. Sure. Yeah, it's it's balanced. And for anyone, and I haven't heard too many people like making this argument of like, oh, well, it's going to ruin certain statistics or whatever. That that's happened over time. You know, sure. MLB allowed you know the the PED era and oh that skewed things. Yeah, that was a shame. That was a bummer. <laughs> And we'll be allowed that to, to go down. And uh, we've had different eras, 1968, the year of the pitcher. And then uh, they decided to lower the mound for 1969. Yeah. You know, there's an expansion in which you say, oh, now the the, the talent pools has been diluted. And so now it, it's going to be a little bit easier against yeah. some of these pitchers, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's going to be a balance. There are so many interesting – one of the things that uh, I sort of thought about yesterday, Daniel Bard basically pulled me aside to have a conversation with me for about 30 minutes, a uh, former D-backs yeah, uh, absolutely. coach. Yeah, um, And And – Possible current closer for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. Oh, let's hey, go. Let's go. But we were going back and forth. What about this? And what if you did this? Player fouled the ball off um, his shin, just a light graze, and then got back in the box a little bit slowly. But he was right at the eight-second mark. Okay, whatever. Sure. Got back in. And you go, oh, he, he probably would have taken longer normally, right? Yeah. But he got back in. The next batter goes and fouled one off really hard to his knee, and he went down with the trainer. So I said, well, wait a minute. What if they if they kind of reacted differently? What if you slightly graze a ball off the top of your foot, or even if it just hits the 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 dirt in front of you, is the umpire going to know that you got hit in the foot or not? Well, regardless, you can possibly implement a soccer style flopping. Oh no! And you go down on the ground. No, Patrick, call, no. Call the trainer. Why are you over, giving them this fucking idea? Oh my god, I hate this so much. Oh, you're right. The, but, oh, you're totally right. If the trainer has to come out, I mean, pitchers have you know they've they've said behind closed doors. Some pitchers like, well, yeah, but just if you call the trainer over, yeah, I don't know, I feel something in my hands so just to yeah, catch your breath. Yeah, yeah, There's a runner sure, on second sure, base. Sure, you got to sure. sort things out. Yeah. There's going to be certain workarounds. Now, MLB has been clear, like, hey, look, these rules are in place for a reason. Yes. And if you start abusing things, if you start we're going to tweak it. Right. Absolutely. So, like, they're allowed – the left fielder is allowed to come in behind second base. That's because there's still two infielders on both sides of second base. They're still on the dirt. Are you bring, You're are, still within are you the rules. Up, are you bringing up the man in motion rule that they brought up? Because this was hilarious to yeah. me. It's hilarious to me that baseball teams were like – they were like, here's these rules. What do you guys think? And they were like – what if? what if we do this exactly. and they were like well don't do that like but like that was hilarious to me the thought of trying to get an advantage from setting your shortstop essentially as like a man in motion like in football yeah. where he still has two feet in the dirt on the side of second base but by the time that pitch is is hit he's essentially already positioned on the other side of the bag. And I think you can review that. Defensively, right. And, you, and then that's well, going to take just, more time, too. They straight up said no. Like, if they do that, the umpire will basically, like, right. you know, 
give them a warning and if they continue to do it then they'll assess them a penalty but a penalty is still just a ball right so it's like if you do that and try to get slick with it and they catch you you're you're just going to get a ball the, that yeah. the, i think that's the part of the rules like aside from the balk when it comes to the disengagements and throwing over to first base only a maximum of three times and if you don't get them the third time they they all move forward like everything else seems reasonable but is, the yeah. the for me that's i think the one thing and I guess I was going to ask you, do you think that there will be any tweaks to these rules as, you know, considering right now we just we've just opened Pandora's box as yeah. far as fucking with baseball. Right. So it's like at this point, do you just continue to tweak the rules if certain things are a sore point this whole season with, you know, almost every club? I think so. I mean, yeah, I hadn't thought about it until the second there's a chance that they might even relax some of the rules because it's just too much. Right there, there's so Chris much Chris says it's like it's like once. parenting a precocious child. Like you know, no matter yeah. what, they're going to try to try to find some way to break the rules on you, or just you know, be adventurous enough to to go around whatever you set up. Or what if they don't get it? What you know, you're if, if you've ever been a teacher and you're asking a student to do something, and you're like, are you playing dumb or, or do you not yeah, actually get do it? Do you really not oh, understand you know this? We yeah. need to tweak the rule. We need to change those rules. Yeah. At the end of last season, when all this was announced, I asked some of the most veteran players in the Rockies clubhouse, and they were like. Why are they doing all of this at once? Yeah. Like do it over two years, maybe? Yeah, it they seems, didn't care. It seems like a lot. Yeah. It's, so, it seems like a lot for like especially pitchers to think about. Honestly, it even when they were talking about the umpires wearing the buzzer device so that that way they could focus on the strike zone and not have to look at the right. clock. Like I was like, oh my God, the umpires are going to have so much going on in their head now, too. They have to watch this batter. They have to watch the pitcher. They have to watch the pitch clock. They still have to be, you know, they have to, they have to look at stuff on the field to make sure nobody's violating any of the shift rules or mm -hmm. trying to send a man in motion. And then they also still have to call balls and strikes at the end of the day, which they shouldn't. It should be a goddamn robot. We all know that. But That's why 10 umpires retired at the end of last season. <laughs> that's right. But that's, again, also good for the game because yeah. you got these younger umpires who have better eyes. Right. I got a wrinkle for you. How about this one? Again, talking with Bard, you throw over, Trey Turner's on first base, right? Sure. He's a burner. You got to keep him from getting second base. It's late in the game. You throw over twice, you don't get him. Yeah. You step off the third time, you throw over to first base, Trey Turner is stone. He's a, he's a stone. He's dead to rights. First baseman tries to tag him. He runs to second base. Naturally, hey, Pickle, we got him. You throw to second base. He cuts back, gets back to first base safely. Guess what? He gets second base yeah. because that was your yeah. third disengagement. Yeah. You didn't yeah. get him out. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. He was right. in a pickle by the spirit, right. but no. So whether he gets the first or he gets the second, he gets second base. Well, and that's the thing is people – I've heard that brought up a lot where they're going to get this gigantic lead. I'm like, he can still throw over there, back though. Pick. You're still well, it's going to be the back pick, I yeah. think, is going to be the thing. Yeah, you're yeah. probably not going to throw over. A couple guys have already said, I'm, like, never going to throw over. So we're, it's, we're just going to have a generation of John Lester's. Yeah. They're never going to throw over, yeah. which is fine. But then, because now you already got a first good lead, you know, a first lead, then a better secondary lead, you got to be cautious because now the catcher is going to throw yeah. down the first base. Yeah. So that's something that we're going to see. If you have a catcher that's, that's, that's able to do that really well, yeah. you could have a nice little advantage. Well, and it just goes to show how important catchers are going to be when it comes to some of this stuff because mm -hmm. they – I, I don't know, but I mean, like, uh, especially when it comes to the pickoff throws and, and such to getting mm -hmm. keeping guys, it's going it, to I feel like it's going to come down to the catcher being able to still do it how they used to versus like the pitcher is just going to have that, you know, that idea in their head that they don't want to, you know, create that box situation or get close. I don't know, though. The one constant that we were told in that meeting the other day was that 
shit didn't really change. Like people still threw over the game still rolled on as much as yeah. you think that it's like, wow, you're really limiting them to three max. It's like, yeah, but believe it or not, that's kind of on average, how many the most is that they throw over, you know, at times you're going to have your exceptions to the rule. And yeah, there's going to be a couple of pitchers, just like the fact that you now have to set your feet and come to a complete stop before you can actually deliver the pitch. But you know, I don't know, man, I I'm, I still can't wait to see how it plays out. And uh, at the end of the day, when it comes to the diamondbacks, having a fast young team, especially uh, also it's a good thing. young, young pitchers coming up in the system also that kind of have already experienced this. Like we talked to Dre Jameson and he's already been doing a lot of these rules. And even though, right. even though a lot it's of guys aren't big fans of them, they understand that it's just going to be something they have to accept. And they had younger bodies, Car, you know, cardio game. You got to hope is going to be good. I don't. I don't know if this is true. You tell me. Uh, in Arizona, do they play up the altitude here? It's you know a thousand no. feet above sea levels. No, a lot more so than sea level. It's never talked. But it's about. not really anything, right? It was Cause, talked cause about. It's not. It's a non-factor, right? It felt like it was talked about a lot more before they had the humidor because they were one of the first teams that yeah. the humidor, and then. Yeah. Uh, like one of my favorite conversations one time was hearing Mike Hazen on the field on a phone call say, well, the opposing teams don't seem to have a problem hitting it out of here. And I don't know who he was talking to, but I think <laughs> I know what it was about. And I think it was about the damn humidor kind of being like the scapegoat for the Diamondbacks lack of offense that particular season when, you know, it was just, it was, it was the same ball. The opposing team was had no problem hitting out of here, but I don't know. I, I think that for the most part, this has been viewed as uh, if you were talking about like, you know what where the dial falls probably more of a hitter friendly ballpark than than sure. pitcher friendly for sure but still nothing like what you guys deal with in in Colorado for sure well I asked Bud Black about that today and he said yeah and, and I could see it kind of going the opposite way because playing at altitude you go well the, there's a, also a disadvantage because you play at altitude right like you're used to it but also that there's a lot of wear and yeah. tear but there could be an advantage for the Rockies because pitchers again you if you see them throw 15 pitches you know when they threw the pitch, if you're looking at their heart rate, if you have a heart rate monitor, you see it peak. Yeah. Now, because you got to throw those pitches with nobody on base at the 15 second mark, that valley, because you're not able to rest as much, isn't going to go as low for you to catch your breath. So it's going to be almost a cardio workout and doing it at 5,280 feet no in shit. Colorado. Like that's a could true. Could be a potential advantage for Yeah, the that's a true home field advantage, right? No, I mean. Honestly, like there's, you know, with pro wrestlers, there's been pro wrestlers that have had health issues due to going to 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 Colorado and and wrestling there, right? So, uh, it's just it it's fascinating to me how that uh that that really could play into the situation. I, I kinda, think I think I think the Rockies need to hire Bobby Lashley as a strength and training coach. So we solved that. Strength and conditioning. We that's how you that. do it. Um. Well. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, I've been drinking wonderful Four Peaks beer, and you can too. There's all sorts of wonderful events, including uh, pro wrestling tonight, but all sorts of stuff here in the month of February. So make sure to grab yourself a Four Peaks beer. Uh, and, of course, check out their calendar for all of their events. I've talked about it so much, but I can't wait to build uh, the official PHNX Beer Can Derby car. Uh, it's going to be electric, and we are going to cheat to win because if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, but if speed and adrenaline is your... Uh, well, speed. Uh, the Beer Can Derby is on February 25th at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub in Tempe. 
Kit pickups are open now. So if you want to show you got the fastest beer can in the valley, sign up through fourpeaks.com backslash events. Uh, you can face off against us and lose. Must be 21 years or older to lose and, and must must lose responsibly uh, and enjoy responsibly. Uh, also, Jesse isn't here, so I can't razz him about his stupid furniture in his house. But uh, again, it, since he's not here, make sure to message him and give him all of your ideas for how he can actually make his cool Scottsdale condo even better. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful of what how he's going to furnish that place. I really am. I don't think he's getting enough advice from the friends at morefurniture.com for sure. He just has, I'm sure, white walls. He's, he's got a poster of Scarface up. Like, it's just very mm, bachelor pad. Bachelor, oh, man. Lane, you know? I, would, I would lose he's my got an shit if Jesse had a Scarface poster. <laughs> it's just, it's just... Uh, we get it. Yeah, Two we bachelors get it. live here. Yeah, we get it. You guys are you guys are, are studs. You and, know, and, but... in, and a ninja air fryer yeah. on the counter. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, well, you guys it. are cooks too. We get yes. it. Okay, uh, but uh, we again message Jesse. Let him know what furniture he should buy from morefurniture.com. Buy him some furniture if you're if you're rich, uh, and otherwise save big on the best furniture in the valley yourself when you head to morefurniture.com. Um, last night, speaking of giving people things, last Patrick night. gave me the greatest gift that he's ever given me that anybody quite possibly has ever given me. And as you know, uh, Jesse, our, our friend, our, our correspondent, our dedicated baseball writer, um, he hasn't experienced a lot of things in life. I will say though, that this man, uh, proceeded to razz me quite a bit about professional wrestling, about being a professional wrestling fan. You guys know he rolls his eyes when I bring up professional wrestling. That's why I Patrick here. So we could talk wrestling on a night where wrestling was in town, but, um, last night while out to dinner with our very own Jesse Friedman, Patrick sent me, uh, not sent me nothing. He, he called me through FaceTime because he wanted to see and record my reaction to finding out the information that Jesse Friedman <laughs> didn't know that professional wrestling was scripted. Now, Peep, say it again for the folks out there, please. Professional wrestling, for those of you that also may not know, like Jesse, is scripted. It's a predetermined, um, feat of athleticism if you will i'm not going to call it anything else because i'm going to go hang out with these guys tonight and if they see this they're going to fucking kick my ass but <laughs> what i will say is um it's 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 very it's very athletic there's a lot they could get hurt they could kill themselves on any night don't get me wrong there's nothing to take away from pro wrestling what these guys do it's absurd how much they literally put their own physical well-being on the line every single night uh for our mere entertainment uh and for guys to go onto twitter and comment about how much the match deserved two stars instead of five or They're whatever stuntmen on a nightly basis on a nicely basis nightly. that also have to be actors right they yeah. also have to cut promos right. some of them have to do their own makeup uh there's a lot going on when it comes to pro wrestling but last night and kyle dannon said it best wrestling is modern day theater thank you kyle uh, a man of class and kyle. style and dignity himself uh but last night uh patrick recorded my reaction and we have the video of my reaction <laughs> Um, this is me in my dark house. Uh, there you see, basically what I'm saying is, what do you mean, Jesse? What do you mean, Jesse? What do you mean, Jesse? What do you mean you didn't know pro wrestling? I, I think that's, I was just screaming it over and over again. Uh, I couldn't believe that Je Jesse, Jesse was mortified and he knew it was going to be because he knew, uh, that I was going to lose, um, my shit when I found out that he didn't know it was scripted. But like, my oh. biggest thing is how do you not know it's scripted? When, when, when you're mocking it, right? Like if you're mocking it, I feel like that goes hand in hand with you knowing that this is a predetermined sport. I've thought about this all night. I, I didn't, didn't sleep at all. That's hence the bags under my eyes. Mm -hmm. I even talked with Jesse about it afterwards. We, we had, yeah. had a, uh, a post, post game conversation. If a heart you will. to heart. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's it's like Santa Claus. That's the thing. Everyone everyone assumes, everyone knows because you learn about it, so no one talks about it. Sure, at like, some for point, example, yeah, you're not like yeah. actively trying to be that ass that like reveals it to people that may not know. But those people that you think of that may not know usually are under the age of twelve. And that applies yes. for both situations. If if you or I are on each other's podcast in December and I go, hey, what do you got on your Christmas list? The other person is going to go, hey, Derek, you know Santa's fake, right? Yeah. Like, why, why would I say that? Yeah. We know. Yeah. We you're, just being a, you're just being an asshole. At, at a certain point, yeah. and maybe the cutoff is like 20 years old. Yeah. You stop, you know, you stop saying when somebody mentions pro wrestling, hey, you know it's fake? Because everyone knows. Everybody knows, you right. You turn 20. It's redundant, yeah. And you're like, a year until I can drink alcohol and- yeah. I know wrestling is predetermined yeah, right, correct. on your 20th birthday. Sure. That's just a natural right. thing that happens. Right. And I don't know what happened to Jesse where no one ever pulled him aside and say, just, just the, the, the old trope of it's fake. Like, okay, fine. You, you figure out what that is. But we were talking about it because Vinny Duber of, of CHGO White Sox, we were uh, talking about Ryan Herrera. He knows a lot. He covers the Cubs. <laughs> and he was doing a whole thing, like Montreal screw job. I'm like, whoa, you you yeah. know your stuff. Yeah, He's yeah. like, well, what do you mean? He's like, all right, well, it was a whole thing. And, you know, uh, Bret Hart didn't want to turn over the belt to Shawn Michaels, you know, but it was predetermined he was supposed to do that. <laughs> and we had said it a couple times, and Vinny got it. He understood what we were talking about. And Jesse looks at me and goes, well, what do, you, what do you mean it's predetermined? And I go, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God, Jesse. This is not real. And I'm like, what, what do I do? And I say it for tomorrow. No, I gotta, I gotta film this somehow on, on FaceTime. I've never done that before. I will learn. Yeah. You didn't get the sound, but you did pretty good. You did pretty good. I tried. I'm, I'm all, I'm okay with it. But. I, I, it, it's stunning. Yeah. Like, he it's, did not know. Derek, and, you and that something. makes all of the crap he's given you less sense. Yeah, it makes I mean, less sense because if he's it, under the impression, that's exactly if it. He's that's under- exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> it. Like if he was under the impression that these guys are really breathing fire and there's clowns that can kick people's asses, seven twenty splash right, on the top rope, right, right. Like why hasn't he ever seen that in a UFC fucking match? Why hasn't anybody ever come off the top rope with a fucking elbow in a UFC match? They well, talk about how great of a fighter John oh, Jones is. He's never given a, a poison rana to anyone. I hate nope. this. To the I, Santa Claus comparison, imagine thinking that there is a magic man who delivers gifts every <laughs> once, like once a year, slides down chimneys, flies all over the world, and thinking that that actually happens would be like, nah, that's stupid as yeah, shit. Yeah, that's so but dumb. you make fun of for people that's like, like, like Santa is so lame as hell. He, can't, he does have ever. nine magic reindeer. Yeah, but like, he's, lame. Oh, he's fucking oh the reindeer. What were reindeer cool? I mean, of all the vehicles that he could drive, he chose reindeer. Santa's like, so whatever. lame. He gives gifts to people he doesn't even know, yeah. and just totally loads up their tree. Yeah, and then doesn't and he's wait. Nice. Doesn't stick around to wait for their reaction or to get a hug or nothing. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. what the, what? and adults like, I hear some milk and hear some cookies nah. to make you more lactose nah. intolerant and yeah. morbidly obese. Also, yeah. I just don't understand how, if you thought that Trying wrestling was, was, was completely real, not scripted at all, how you could think it's lame. Like it is, it is. It, the if, two if don't, it doesn't about make that, sense. It doesn't, it, it doesn't it does go together. It doesn't go together. So somewhere there's Dana White <laughs> and Vince McMahon are like, we need more crossovers. Yeah. We need more Brock Lesnar yeah. types. Right. When is Conor McGregor going to throw his hat in the WWE? Oh, that's why Dana, Dana White slapped his wife because slap fight thing. You know what I mean? It was good cross promotion. You know, could have been. Um, I thank you for being here. Uh, maybe maybe you come back while you're here in Phoenix. I, I want you to stick around. I think I might do that. You know, I we can sh- talk plenty of Diamondbacks. I know too. you can. I, I, know I, you don't, can. I don't have to. We can also talk Rockies. It's fine. We can also we talk how a, much we hate the Dodgers. We too. can have a jar and like anytime, anytime next time I'm on, maybe soon. Uh, if I if I mention Rockies, I yeah, can throw it down for the dollar. big end yeah. of the year pizza yeah, yeah, party yeah, that yeah. I'm sure for everybody sure. has. I'm, I'm interested I'm in talking about that, the but. 2004 World Series. 
or not the 2004, 2007, excuse me. Yes. World Series. No. I don't think they want to talk about that. No. I'll, t- I'll talk about <laughs> I'll talk it. About Absolutely it. not. not I grew up a Red Sox fan. Not on this fucking show. Record. I'll be damned. Eric I will be Burns damned. sliding in. You know, you know how, you know, you saying Bill, how fast he is and how he slides across the finish line head first, oh. like Eric Burns. Oh. Just God. saying. I hate you. Just, now, just maybe you're not coming back. I don't know, but uh, we should <laughs> do you, go. We do you sh- got, hold on. Do you guys have a 25th anniversary logo? We do. We oh, do. there is one. We do. I've okay, seen it. Nice. I don't know if they've officially released it yet, but you've seen. I've seen it. Did they? They do. They, yeah, they do. It's that's that nice. time. It's that time. Rockies uh, did theirs in house. Oh, it looks nice. It's the, fine, but it's it's just kind of. When you look at their uh, giveaway items, there's a lot of teal. There's a lot of teal on all the giveaway items. There's a lot of teal at the team shop. That's Speaking good. of the team shop, uh, they also have the Team USA merch uh, in-house. And Ooh. if you go to the uh, Chase Field for the WBC games, they are actually, I, I know this because of uh, my contact at the team shop, they're like removing all of the Diamondback stuff and putting like all of the team's like merch in there. So there's going to be lots of WBC merch to be purchased at Chase Field. So make sure to show up for that. And also, uh, I might take this guy with me this weekend, but show up to Octane Raceway and Mavericks. It's the best place to race go-karts. Of course, it's the best place to have fun. Uh, Today is Winning Wednesday, half-price arcade games all day long. There's daily specials every day at Octane Raceway and Mavericks. Plus, it's the best place to... uh, be i guess a kid as an adult not only do they have the racing but they have all sorts of uh option bowling arcade uh all sorts of fun events we were out there uh i beat jesse in bowling regardless of he tries to act like because we weren't in the same lane i didn't beat him but i, I beat everybody so it wasn't predetermined it, was. it wasn't predetermined right we did not talk about it yeah. ahead of time but uh <laughs> you can book some fun this spring at octane raceway and mavericks kart racing virtual reality laser tag Axe throwing? He refuses to throw axes with me, and I don't know wow. why. I don't see why. Uh, bowling, arcade, great food and drinks. They've got it all over at Mavericks, and uh, of course, lots of space for you guys to go out there and enjoy. Check out OctaneRaceway.com and Mavericks.com to learn more and to book a group event. Also, uh, for events like tonight's Pro Wrestling, if you're looking for last-minute tickets, hop on Game Time. Use our link. You can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. The best way to support us is by being, buying your tickets through the link in the description. I might get Patrick to buy a ticket real fast so he can come with us. But, well, that's true. Uh, they're, they're, it's the, of course, procrastinators unite. It's an aesthetically pleasing app as well, right? Like you know It's it very it's, beautiful, beautiful. It's almost like a dating service where you're linking two people up we were saying, hey, I have a ticket I can't use. Yeah. Hey, I have a ticket that I want. Right. Boom. Boom. It's a match made in heaven. Yeah. It's love. It's yeah. game time tickets. I got seats uh, at a Red Rocks show for 15 bucks. Holy cow. The iconic Red Rocks. That's amazing. 15 using That's game amazing. time. That was like a decade don't, ago. Don't tell my wife that because she'll be sad. She loves the Red Rocks and wants me to take her to a concert there. So we need to, we need to figure that out. And when I do, I'm going to use game time to get those tickets. Check out game time at gametime.co. You're looking them up online or grab that app, as Jesse would say. It's a beautiful app. It's aesthetically pleasing. Patrick, thank you for joining me, my man. I appreciate your time. Let's get Always a handshake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to head over there for you guys checking out Pro Wrestling. I hope to see you guys there. Uh, for all the rest of you, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap, Pat, Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Patrick is at Patrick D. Lines. Uh, Jesse, he's still around. He's at Jesse N. Friedman. But uh, our show is at PHNX underscore D And all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for being here uh, and uh, love you as always. On behalf of this guy, Sean, and myself, we appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's more fun housing when I curse you.